Good morning. It's Mike Levin. This is Podcast from the Swamp. We are live from beautiful Winter Park, Florida. It's December 21st, Tuesday, and it's uncharacteristically cold here. It's nearly freezing this morning here in Florida. It's been a little while since I've recorded a podcast from the Swamp. The last recording I did was installing PyDev in Eclipse, which I referred to as dissecting a frog uh, because there's an old expression that uh, goes like this. It says, explaining humor is like dissecting a frog. You can do it, but it tends to die in the po- in the process. Well, that was exactly not the aim of uh, our code dissection. However, it seemed to be an appropriate title. At any rate, uh, we went through the introduction to the the article in IBM Developer Works, and uh, we also went through installing Eclipse, which could actually be uh, a little bit uh, bewildering for for some folks who haven't done it before. Uh, that was parts one and two. When we got to part three, uh, the podcast basically got eaten by the computer. So that's that's the last uh, that we've seen of that podcast. Uh, that was, I think, on December 10th or so, about 10 or 11 days ago. Uh, however, never fear, that's that's coming back, and uh, that will be recorded uh, very soon. We'll, t- we'll t- take up where we left off. In the meantime, let's catch up and uh, talk about some current events here in Central Florida and Southeastern United States. What we have upcoming with the Gator Jug, uh, if you read the weblog, www.mikelevin.net, you'll see that I've referred to it several times. But in uh, So the January talk features Howard Lewis Shipp, who is a seasoned open source J2EE developer with 15 years experience as a full-time software developer. And his claim to fame is that he is the creator of Jakarta Tapestry. Now, if you're wondering what Tapestry is, I've gone to the uh, jakarta.apache.org website here, and the homepage says, Tapestry is a powerful, open-source, all-Java framework for creating leading-edge web applications in Java. And if you want to know any more about it, why don't you drop by to the, the Gator Jug... <laughs> The Gator Jug talk in uh, in um, in Gainesville in January. Now, you'll have to keep an eye on the GatorJug.org website for date and time information. At the moment, it looks like that talk is scheduled for Friday, January 14th at Santa Fe Community College, and probably will occur in Building S in one of the big auditoriums. But we haven't we haven't uh, determined the date and the place yet. So when that becomes uh, a firm date and, uh, and location, we'll update the website, we'll send out invitations as usual. 
But I have to say, we've really been having a good time at these meetings. Uh, Dave Johnson came, as many of you know, to the last Gator Jug meeting, which was uh, a combined Gator Jug-Orlando Jug meeting that we had here in Orlando at DeVry University that was catered by Giacomo's. Giacomo's.com is a local Florida Cajun restaurant and thanks to nationalbackgrounddata.com we had Cajun food at our at our meeting and it was great. So that's uh, a little bit about the upcoming January meeting with Howard Lewis Ship and Tapestry and uh, maybe since Gator Jug is now an O'Reilly partner we can get a few tapestry books to give away at the meeting. Um, in uh, February we'll have a talk on Lego robots and uh, that's a very interesting topic. Basically you can program Lego robots in Java and um, Lego has sponsored internships in the United Kingdom for folks who show some proficiency at programming in Java um, students and uh, very very interesting stuff. Robotics is interesting um, the, uh, the application is interesting and uh, the University of Florida uh, as a matter of fact is a center for uh, advanced studies in robotics so I think you'll enjoy that in February as always we're looking for speakers and we're looking for sponsors and um, we have a really good time at the moment it's a it's a fairly small crowd that shows up um, not everyone knows each other so it's not it's not so so chummy that you won't fit in when you come we all introduce ourselves at the beginning of the meeting and there are some students and there are some professionals and there are some hobbyists and uh, everyone basically shares uh, an interest and a desire to advance their knowledge in software development. So I encourage you to come. And stay tuned to www.gatorjug.org for information on that. Okay, that should be... Okay, so that's the beginning of the um, of the, the news program. Uh, actually, I'm not sure that, that we, we got that, so let me try that again just to, to make sure. Seven o'clock on Tuesday, the twenty-first of December, on RT Radio One. This is Morning Ireland with Anya Lawler and Cahill McCullough. Okay, now I'm sure we got that, and and if you'll pardon my production techniques here, uh, but we're working on it. Um, not a professional. Uh, don't try this at home, or actually, yeah, hey, try this at home. Why not? But the next little clip I want to play you, 
uh, is indicative of the, the Irish attitude and the international attitude that you'll find in um, most of Ireland. It's, it's warm, it's, uh, well, just, just listen for yourself and you'll see what I'm talking about. So here we go. Next month, the Taoiseach will lead the largest ever Irish trade delegation to China. He'll be accompanied by four government ministers as Irish companies seek to enhance business relation, relations with Asia's tiger economy. But as our reporter Anya Hegarty found out, Irish people need to learn the Chinese way of doing business before setting out to the Far East. <laughs> Business in China is very different to business here. People underestimate how different it is. So if you don't know what you're doing in China, you stand to waste a lot of time, be very frustrated and lose a lot of money. Sharon Kielke, Managing Director of the Asian Institute, is familiar with the pitfalls of entering the Chinese market. David O'Halloran had eight years of experience working with Chinese businesses while employed with Treecom. He has now set up his own company, ISCPM, which helps Irish companies expand into China. There's a huge interest. Many companies, even small and medium enterprise companies, in uh, even in, in areas that you, that you wouldn't necessarily expect, like the furniture sector, food sector, are, are looking to China not only as a market to sell product, but also to source product. Most Chinese business transactions are built around the principle of Guangxi. Guangxi means that all business is carried out through a network of friends and acquaintances. Successful business that requires a successful relationship. I remember hearing a story about uh, Aristotle Anassis, the Greek shipping tycoon, meeting his Hong Kong equivalent, Sir Y.K. Pao. And uh, Anassis, after a bit of chit chat, says, You know, we should do business. And uh, Pao was horrified. How could two people who had never met do business together? And so you see the two fundamentally different approaches. Another so there you go, there's a, a little discussion about Guangxi and uh, a nice uh, anecdote about Aristotle and Onassis. Um, basically, what made me think of this is I was reading my favorite aggregator yesterday. The favorite aggregator is Bloglines, and I subscribe to Dan Gilmore's e-journal. I noticed that uh, Dan uh, wrote a little article about Walmart's Linux push and uh, he was referring to the laptop um, that Linux is is selling which features the Linux operating system and he refers to uh, Walmart by saying I'm no fan of Walmart and I won't shop there and uh, I suspect that the reason he says that is because Walmart has very treacherous business practices uh, or appears to to many people and uh, many of the products are from China now generally in my blog mikelevin.net and in the podcast I stay away from things that are political in nature but I'm going I'm going to touch on this subject because I feel like uh, uh, it's important to express uh, an opinion here uh, even though it may be very controversial but as you'll uh, notice from the, uh, the RTE uh, newscast where they describe doing business in China, uh, my answer to the, the massive influx of Chinese goods 
here in America is, hey, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Um, basically, you know, it's not hard to do business with China, as you'll uh, realize as you as you explore that. <clears throat> and uh, uh, basically, um, you know, doing business with China is is no different than doing business with any other country. And um, many Irish people are in China doing business, uh, making partnerships, uh, forming joint ventures. And, uh, and my opinion is, uh, hey, it's a global economy, it's a worldwide economy, and uh, instead of being intimidated by, uh, by the, uh, the, the, the competition, uh, be a part of the, uh, the transactions, the competitions, and, and uh, uh, if you can't beat them, join them. How about that? Meanwhile, off the politics and back to uh, computers and software, the Walmart Balance Computer, which I'm looking at here, uh, is $498. It has a 14-inch screen, a 30-gig hard drive. It has uh, two USB ports, a 1-gig VIA C3 processor, whatever that is. Uh, but the most important thing is it comes bundled with... Uh, Linux, and uh, um, that's that's a pretty amazing thing. So it's the first low-cost computer I've seen uh, that has has come bundled. And I'm I'm stumbling here a little bit because I'm trying to remember the uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, name of the Linux distri distribution. Yeah, okay, now I, I found it. It's called Linspire, L-I-N-S-P-I-R-E. And their website uh, basically offers that Linux distribution for 20 bucks. So, at any rate, moving back to podcasting, I just fired up iPodder here, and um, I read a little article the other day, not sure who wrote it, can't remember, but someone mentioned that uh, we need to clean out our RSS feeds uh periodically because what happens is if you don't do that then once you run your uh, your aggregator you'll re-download or, or your your viewers will be forced to re-download all of the um, enclosures and that's what just happened to me here I just switched on um, iPodder and uh, last night I noticed that I had oh five seven gig of uh, of podcasts downloaded to my computer so I started cleaning it out and uh, now I've, I've just rechecked uh, the daily source code uh, Adam Curry's fabulous well done podcast that I enjoy listening to so much but now we're going back to December 20th and, and downloading all of uh, the podcasts since then because I had deleted those last night to make uh, room on my hard drive to, to download some other stuff. So we need to uh, write some code to keep that from happening. Uh, maybe, maybe the uh, answer is to be able to selectively download uh, items on a playlist, uh, which I guess would mean uh, adding some uh, new elements and attributes to the, uh, to the RSS file 
to enable that and to enhance the uh, the aggregator software so that you can actually choose the podcasts that you'd like to download. So the next item I'd like to talk about is something that I think should receive the uh, <laughs> the podcasting uh, creativeness award of the uh, I guess of the month since podcasting is only a couple of months old now or maybe three months old. But uh, it's called Wikicast, and I read about it on Scoble's weblog. Basically, J.P. Stewart has put together the most innovative uh, program that lets you call in to your website and post a podcast from your cell phone. That's such a great idea. Why don't we listen to Scoble leaving a Wikicast on J.P. Stewart's uh, Wiki Podcast website. Hey, this is Robert Scoble, and I'm leaving a podcast on the new blog Wiki kind of thing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> what should we talk about on the Wiki? Um, tomorrow I'm uh, speaking at the uh, Marketing uh, Association of Marketing American Marketing Professional. I don't even know where I'm speaking tomorrow. It's two in the morning. What can I say? Um, so we're going to be talking about blogging and what effect it's had on uh, marketing. Um, anyways, this is really boring. <laughs> uh, turn it back over to Adam Curry or something. See you later. Bye. Alright, so here's the magic. Uh, basically, J.P. Stewart uh, wrote, wrote to me and uh, told me that uh, the way it works is that there's a company called K7.net, which gives out free voicemail, and they email your voicemail as well. There's a website called Risen.net, R-I-Z-Z-N.net, that creates podcast RSS feeds with enclosures. And the way to post to your podcast RSS feed, this is the magic, is via email. So by pointing the K7 output to the Risen.net email address, then effectively every time you call the number and leave a voicemail, the message is sent to Risen, stored on the server, and added to the podcast field, uh, feed. So that's, uh, that's how it's done. It's really super cool, and uh, I think it's just a fantastic idea. Okay, so listen, uh, since we have, uh, we all have uh, work to do here, I'm going to call it quits for the moment. Um, but basically, thank you for listening, and stay tuned to the podcast for the, from the Swamp for uh, part three of uh, PyDev Development with Eclipse, and uh, we enjoyed it. Uh, there won't be a, uh, a pod roll here. For this podcast because my producer is off today i'll just i'll put it that way but uh, stay tuned and have fun with podcasting and we will talk to you soon <laughs>